Good morning. Today we'll be studying the second chapter of Hilchot Shevitat Yom Tov. And this chapter will deal with the issue of Muktzeh. Now, as we mentioned in the previous chapter, that uh, one of the differences between Shabbat and Yom Tov is that Chachamim prohibited uh, Muktzeh on Yom Tov, while Muktzeh is permitted on Shabbat. And the reason uh, for this was that Chachamim didn't want people to take Yom Tov too lightly, therefore they prohibited Muktzeh. And Muktzeh, as we talked about and defined and mentioned in the previous chapter, is that something is something that is undesignated for Yom Tov, with the condition that you didn't designate it for Yom Tov. So again, it's something undesignated for Yom Tov, you have no use for it on Yom Tov. And just as Muktzeh is prohibited, so to Nolad, or something that did not exist prior to Yom Tov, is also prohibited. A chick that hatched on Yom Tov is prohibited on Yom Tov um, because it is Muktzeh. And this is the, the halacha here follows Rav uh, and not Shemuel in Masechet Betzah. And a uh, calf that was born on Yom Tov if the calf was to be slaughtered and to be eaten on Yom Tov, it is allowed. The, the calf that is in the calf that was born on Yom Tov is allowed because it was prepared for Yom Tov along with the mother. And if the mother was slaughtered on Yom Tov, the fetus inside her would be allowed on Yom Tov, despite the fact that it wasn't actually born prior to Yom Tov. Because the, re and the reason for this is that the fetus is considered as an extension of the mother, and if the mother was um, slaughtered, uh, the chick, the, sorry, the fetus would be allowed uh, to be eaten, um, without Shehita, and this is assuming that there were nine months filled in the pre of there were nine months of the fetus that the fetus was in the mother's womb. Under eight months, there are different dinim, and I, this is not the time to get into it right now. Hopefully, we'll see it in Chod Machalot Asurot. Halacha bet behemot sheyotzot veraot chutz latehum velanot betochatehum hara elu muchanot animals that were prepared um, animals that were that were that left and grazed outside the tehum and came back and slept inside the tehum. These are considered prepared for Yom Tov. We may take from them and slaughter them on Yom Tov. And the tehum that we're referring to here is tehum Shabbat, which is 2,000 amot in every direction as we defined in Yom Shabbat. But those animals that grazed outside of the tehum and slept outside of the tehum, if they came in, if they came in on Yom Tov, they are prohibited to be slaughtered because they are mukte, and a person did not have them in mind. Mum, 
Beyom Tov. Now, animals that were Hikdish, and Hikdish means that they were set aside um, to be um, here, actually, no. Rabbi Yochai Makbili, in his explanation, um, mentions that these behemoth hikdesh are animals that have a an intrinsic type of kedusha. So, for example, a bechor of a of a, a bechor of a of a behemoth tehora uh, would be hikdesh and has an intrinsic type of kedusha while when it is born. So, animals of that sort that were born uh, with a mum on Yom Tov, because a it wasn't in a person's mind to eat it prior to Yom Tov because he, he was going to um, bring it as bring it to the Kohen because it is Hikdesh again. Asul Shahudabi Yom Tov it is prohibited to slaughter it on Yom Tov because the moon that we're talking about here is a moon that is permanent and it re removes that animal from the status of Hikdesh to Pulin. Therefore, it is prohibited to examine a moon of a, a of a of an animal that was hikdesh on yom tov, because the chacham, the person that's examining it, may permit it and say that the, the moon that you think isn't really a moon, and the person may come to slaughter it on that day on yom tov. However, the examiner may come and examine the moon prior to Yom Tov and permit it or prohibit it for the next day. An animal that was born and it had a moon. It is considered Muhan and one may not examine it on Yom Tov. And here, when, when we say Muhan, it is not Muktseh. And we're referring to a Bechor and because the 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 Bechor that was born on the firstborn of an animal that was born with a moon is considered Muhan and we don't examine it on Yom Tov because the Bechor of the Behemati Hora that has a moon goes to the Kohen. And the Kohen can do whatever he wants with it, but it does not belong to the Jew. However, if the animal, if the, if the person um, didn't listen and examined the moon, and the Chacham allowed this animal and removed it from its Hikdish status and allowed, and when we say Hitiro, he allowed for that person to have it. That person may slaughter it and eat it. If the Bechor fell into a pit, the person may keep it alive in its place because he can't um, bring it out because it is Ra'ui the Shahita. Because it is, it is, because it is not allowed. Sorry, it is, a person may not slaughter it on Yom Tov, and he has no use for it on Yom Tov. 
ומערים ומעלה את השני על מנת לשוחטו, ושוחט את איזה מהם שירצה. אותו ואת בנו רפרס טו המודר אנד הצ'יילד אוף הבהמה, אנד הבהמה איז השור כסף, איז הקאו או גוט או השיפ. So one of those with its mother that fell into a pit, one may um, bring up the first one on the condition to slaughter it, but ends up not slaughtering it. And he may, one may be cunning. Here we're talking about Harama, one may be cunning and bring up the second on the condition not to, on the condition to slaughter it, and can, in the end, slaughter whichever one he wants. Um, in the case of this, an animal which is suffering, they allowed this this cunningness to make a tenai on both animals and to choose whichever one you want to eat, to slaughter rather. A non-sacrificial animal that fell from the roof. Um, requires bedika, uh, requires to be checked if it is allowed to be eaten or not because it has a mood. One, it may be slaughtered on Yom Tov on the condition that and it must be checked afterwards. Because after you check it, you may find that it is kasher and it may be eaten. Ducks or chickens or doves that were in the house are considered mukhan and don't need to be designated. Doves that were in a dovecote, or doves that were in a loft, or, or uh, birds that um, had uh, that nested in a clay neck nest that was designated for them. That were people would typically lay them out for the for the birds to um, for them to have their nest in. That were either. Uh, nesting in the city or in these nests again these are considered muktzeh and one must designate it from before Yom Tov and say that I am taking these and these um, so in these chicks and points to them or says which ones they are and he doesn't need to uh, do ni'anua to grab hold of them and to, to grab hold of the, the birds and to shake them showing his ownership over them. Rather, it is enough to simply designate them um, and say which one he wants to take. <laughs> if a person designated black and white doves, and in the place that the black dove was, he finds, he finds the white dove, or vice versa, these are prohibited, and Harambam here um, gives a reason for this because it's a very simple reason that it could be that the ones that you designated flew away and the ones that are 
now in front of you are different doves that you did not designate. And the klal is that anything that has a doubt whether it was prepared on Yom Tov or not, it is prohibited to be used on Yom Tov. If he designated two and end up finding, finding three in the same place, all of them are prohibited. However, if he found three, if he designated three and found two, uh, they are allowed. So if a person designated um, birds that were inside the nest, and then on Yom Tov he found them outside of the nest, if there was only that nest and they couldn't go and nest somewhere and nest somewhere and go somewhere else and find a haven somewhere else. Despite the fact that there may be another um, another nest in the line of sight within fifty amot, these chicks are allowed. These birds are allowed because the because a bird only settles in a place that is directly ahead. Halachazain. Fish that were in large aquariums. So to um, hayot or afot chickens or other animals that are kept in an, that are kept in a certain area. If the animal needs to be trapped so much so that the owners go and say, let's bring a trap and we'll trap the animal. These are considered muktzeh and we are forbidden to trap them on Yom Tov. And if one transgressed and did trap these animals, they may not be eaten. This is obviously in contrast to just going and grabbing the chicken or the animal that you want to take. And anything that does not require a trap, it is considered muhan, and you may um, grab it on Yom Tov and um, and eat it. And so to an animal that uh, made its nesting place in an orchard that is close to the city. Um, the children of the animals, when they're small, that do not require um, to be trapped, do not need to be um, designated to be designated for Yom Tov because one one's mind is upon them, meaning he knows that he can use them, he's aware of them, and he doesn't need to trap them on Yom Tov and may simply... Um, Take them and slaughter them. If there were traps that were set up prior to Yom Tov for an animal, a chicken, or a fish, um, one may not take them on Yom Tov. If they were tra- again, if they were trapped, if you set a trap prior to Yom Tov. You may not take the animal on Yom Tov because you don't know if these animals were trapped on Yom Tov or not. 
הסוחר אמת המים מערב יום טוב, ומחר השכים ומצב הדגים, הרי אלו מותרים, שכבר ניצודו מערב יום טוב, והרי הן מוכנים. If someone closed up a canal from prior to יום טוב, and the next day he got up and found fish there, these fish are allowed, because we say that these fish were trapped prior to יום טוב, and they are considered מוכן. הלכתת. בית שהוא מלא פירות מוכנים, ונפתח, נותן ממקום הפתח. הפחת, sorry, מנפחת נותן ממקום הפחת. A storehouse that was filled with fruits that were prepared for יום טוב, and a hole was made in this storehouse, one may take from the, take fruits from the hole. העומד על המוקצה מערב יום טוב בשנה שביעית, שכל הפירות הפקר, צריך שירשום ויאמר מכאן ועד כאן אני נוטל, ואם לא רשם, לא ייטול. If a person was standing on a place that they would dry the, the grapes or the um, or dates on the eve of Yom Tov in the seventh year, the year of Shemitah, in which all fruits are hefker and, are, um, and it's considered as if they don't have an owner and are also exempt from Tirumot and Ma'asrot. So these these fruits, one must specify and say that I am taking from this, from here to here, for example, if he has a line of a bunch of grapes laying that are being dried, he must specify and say um, that he's taking from these grapes to these grapes. And if he did not specify, he may not take them. And these halakhot are going to talk about... Um, these next, this next halacha is going to talk about a gift that a goy gave to a Jew on Yom Tov. Because obviously the Jew didn't really have in mind that the goy um, was going to give him a gift. Halacha yod. Goy she'evi teshura le'israel v'yom tov, im yesh me'otu ha'min b'mchubar la'karka, o she'evi haya o ofot o dagim she'efshar le'sudan bo ba'yom, har'elu asurin av'la'erev v'yamtin b'chdeh she'yi'asu. If a non-Jew brought a gift to a Jew on Yom Tov, if, for example, he gave a type of produce, if that type of produce um, grows in that area, or that he brought a, an animal or a fish or a chicken that can be, that can be caught or hunted on that day, they, these are, all of these are prohibited till after Yom Tov, and one must wait the sufficient time that elapsed from nightfall for the gift to be prepared for you to you for you to use. So, if, for example, it would take an hour to go and uh, collect um, a certain produce, you must wait an hour after nightfall to eat them. And it's similar to the deen of of if a goy did a melacha for you on Shabbat, you must also wait the sufficient time that elapsed uh, for that melacha to be done after Shabbat in order for you to enjoy from that melacha. Even a, um, a hadas, uh, hadas is a good smelling plant that we happen to shake on Sukkot as well. Um, even if he, uh, if the goy gave that to the Jew, he may not smell it until after Yom Tov and must wait for the time that it takes to go and pluck a hadas. However, if there was 
if from that produce, there, if that produce did not grow in that area, or that you can tell um, from a certain appearance of the fruit or from the or from the fruit or from the uh, from the animal that he brings you that it was slaughtered from before Yom Tov, meaning if, for example Yom Tov was on Thursday and you can tell that it was um, taken on Wednesday. If he brought it from inside of the Tehum, it is allowed. However, if it was brought from outside of the Tehum, it is prohibited for the Jew. If a Jew came from outside of the Tehum and brought food from the Jew from outside of the Tehum, it is allowed for the other Jew to use it. Uh, to use it. This is a very, very famous um, case it's in regards to um, trees that fell in Yom Tov. And Harambam uses this case um, to show that it is a lot, it is that Isurim midrabanan may be nullified. And if you follow the sugya, it's a sugya in Masechet Betza, I think Davdalid. Um, the sugya seems to imply that. However, the Rosh says that it is prohibited to uh, nullify and Hahamim only allowed um, a person to nullify an Isurim in this case. In Hilchod Machalot Asurot, we will see that Harambam says this explicitly that one may nullify Isurim um, and this is this Harambam's source for it. And again, if anyone wants to take a look at the sugya, it's a fascinating sugya, and I happen to think um, that the sugya reads um, like Harambam's reading of it, that Mevatelini Surah de Rabbanan Nechadechila. So, Branches that fell from a tree on Yom Tov, it is, cannot be used for fuel because they are created and uh, they are created to be used for fuel on Yom Tov. Before they were just simply branches, now they are fuel and it was it's as if it was created to be fuel on Yom Tov. And this is um, the, the exact case in the Gemara that I was referring to, that if the branches fell into the oven, a person may add branches that were already ready for before Yom Tov, and light the entire thing. And again, because this is nolad and hahamim prohibited muktzeh, we nullify the isur of muktzeh with more branches that were prepared for Yom Tov, and we may use these um, branches that were that fell on Yom Tov into the oven. A pile of straw or a, a bunch of tree branches um, may not be used to start a fire on Yom Tov unless he prepared them prior to Yom Tov because they are muktzeh. However, if there was straw that was mixed with thorns that the only possible use for them would be for a fire. Um, they are considered muhan and one may light them on Yom Tov. 
It is prohibited to chop wood from a pile um, of beams to be used for a fire. Because they are And you may not use wood um, from a beam that was broken on Yom Tov. Because it is Nolad. So to um, vessels that were broken on Yom Tov, one may not light them because they are Nolad. However, one may light um, vessels that were, are whole, that you would probably use them on Yom Tov, or um, a vessel that was broken from prior to Yom Tov because they were designated for something else and you had use for them on Yom Tov. And when we say nolad here, we're, we are referring to um, a new usage. So just like the, um, the wood had a use, the wood that we're talking about, the beams, for example, had a use on Yom Tov to hold up the house. Once they're broken, you have a new use of these of this wood was created namely that you can use it for a fire so because a new use was created it is prohibited and the same thing with the etzim and the same thing with the other halachot that follow still in the middle of halachayot bet in the same fashion elements or um, other type of nuts that person ate prior to Yom Tov, one may burn their shells on Yom Tov. However, if they were eaten on Yom Tov, one may not use the shells because, again, the shells have a new usage on Yom Tov. However, if you um, ate the shells prior to Yom Tov, you designated these shells to be used for Yom Tov, and you can use them. Okay. Now, this is something that we haven't had until this point in the Mishneh Torah. Harambam uh, remarks about a discrepancy in the Nusha'ot of the Talmud that he used. So in some of the Nusha'ot, Harambam says that he found the following. That if a person ate these nuts or almonds of prior to Yom Tov, one may not use these shells because they are muktzeh. And if they were eaten on Yom Tov, one may use their shells because they were already, um, they are part of the food and considered part of the food. And if you eat the food, you can use the shells on Yom Tov as well. Um, I am not sure... Um, it's unclear what Harambam's position is. It could be that his opinion is the first opinion simply stated, um, but just wanted to point out that um, Harambam is extremely honest here with the Nusah that he, that he, um, that he has and doesn't um, necessarily change the Nusah to try and um, fit in his own uh, logic as uh, some other uh, Chachamim um, do. Uh, Rabbi Sabato talks about the difference in approach of the Chachmei Sefarad and the Chachmei Ashkenaz. The Chachmei Sefarad were much more 
I guess you could say, loyal to the text of the Talmud and the Nusha'ot that they had, and very, very, very rarely changed the Nusah, in contrast to uh, the Chachmei Ashkenaz in the, in the Tosafot that didn't necessarily have an issue changing the Nusha'ot of the Talmud um, because their approach was the logic of the uh, Talmud and of the Chachamim is more important than the, the actual Nusach, and if one Chacham's logic was consistent or inconsistent, um, they would not necessarily hesitate to um, to change the Nusach. <coughs> A wet thorn is Mukseh because you cannot really light it. Therefore, one may not use it as a type of a shipud um, or stick to roast meat on it, and so to anything of this sort. One may take branches that are right close to the walls of the sukkah and light them. However, one may not bring branches from the field, even if they were um, gathered there pr prior to uh, Yom Tov. However, one may collect twigs from a field and light them there. However, one may bring trees, uh, branches from a pile that are in Rishut Ayahid, even if the Rishut Ayahid was partitioned, not for not for a person to be lived, not for living quarters. Um, and this is on the condition that it has a lock on it, and it was inside the Tehum Shabbat. However, if one of these conditions were not fulfilled, it is Muktzeh. Reed leaves or grapevine leaves, despite the fact that they may be, may have been gathered in a karpif. A karpif is something we talked about in Hilchot um, Shabbat, and is a place that is partitioned off but without a roof that is not um, set for is is not. Um, is not used for living quarters because the wind um, spreads out these leaves they are considered spread out and are prohibited however if someone placed on these leaves a heavy object in order to keep them gathered they are considered gathered, and you may use them on Yom Tov. This is on the condition that you've laid this uh, this object prior to Yom Tov. An animal that died on Yom Tov. If it was about to die prior to Yom Tov, one may, um, and it died on Yom Tov, one may cut it up and feed it to the dogs. However, if 
it was not very sick prior to Yom Tov and not about to die prior to Yom Tov and suddenly died on Yom Tov is considered muktzeh because it was not um, in your mind for it to be used on Yom Tov and you may not move it from its place. An animal that was designated for Hikdesh that died or Terumah that happened to become Tameh, one may not move it um, from its place because because you must burn the terumah that was nitmet, and it is prohibited to burn or destroy terumah or kikdesh on Yom Tov. Ha-hayodzayin, dagim ve'ofot ve'chaya she'en mukteh, en mashkinotan be'yom tov ve'en otnin lifnehen mezonot she'ma yavo likah mehen. Fish or um, chickens or animals that were mukteh, one may not um, give them to drink, or one may not feed them on Yom Tov, because you might take from it. Meaning, you might take from these animals and um, and slaughter them. Anything that we said that is prohibited to eat or to use on Yom Tov because of Muktzeh is prohibited to handle it as well. If a person brought um, earth from prior to Yom Tov and singled it out in a corner of his um, courtyard, is considered Mukhan and is permitted to be used on Yom Tov. So to ashes that were um, created because of a fire prior to Yom Tov are considered Mukhan, you may use them on Yom Tov. However, if the ashes were burned on Yom Tov, if it was hot enough that you can roast an egg on it, it is permitted to be handled because it is still considered fire. However, if, not, if it is not hot enough um, to roast an egg, it is prohibited to be handled because it is nolad. If a person had a shovel stuck to the ground prior to Yom Tov, and you uprooted the shovel and you brought um, earth out with it, if it was um, dry earth, one may use it um, for Kisui Haddam and handle it on Yom Tov. However, if it was a solid clod of earth, one may not crumble it or handle it on Yom Tov.